can't get enough of the podcast? Lucky for you, our video IQ platform on adorebeauty.com.au houses thousands of articles on skincare, makeup, hair care, and more. Plus, you can find a heap of video tutorials, ingredient spotlights, and brand breakdowns on our YouTube channel. Just click on Beauty IQ in the menu bar of the website or app or search Adore Beauty on YouTube for more beauty content. Welcome everybody to Beauty IQ, the podcast. I'm your host, Joanna Fleming. And I am your co-host, Hannah First. Hi, Joe. It's Friday. (laughs) It's 9am. How are you feeling? No, but you know what? I was driving here and I was thinking, how good is podcast recording on a Friday? (laughs) If only it was 5pm and we could have a wine. Yeah. I mean, we get lit anyway We do. We do. So tell us what's on this episode. So on today's episode, we have a special friend of ours coming in to talk about cellulite. We also have Ross from Biology. And if you don't know what Biology is, you probably want to listen to this episode. It's one of the most hyped brands. And it's super interesting. Mm. And also, PSA, It (laughs) Cosmetics has just launched at Adore Beauty. So we've lost our shit. We both love it. And we actually this week were like, product I didn't know I needed. We yep. both said it cosmetic CC cream. So we're going to tell you a little bit more about Have it. Have we ruined the episode by saying what's mm, at the end? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think people want to listen. Okay. Our review. <laughs> so for today's cringy convo, it's not really a cringy convo. We have a special guest joining us. Jess King is Woo! a model <laughs> based in Melbourne. Thanks Her for Instagram joining us, Jess. Instagram handle is Jess Ray King. Thank if you, you want to go me. and follow I'm very her. excited. Now, on the note of Instagram, you yes. posted a photo recently, mm-hmm. um, a beautiful photo of you on the beach. Oh, my um, God. Yes, and I scrolled <laughs> past it and I tapped that. Um, you were tapping my butt. But you received a negative comment on that, which you called out publicly on Instagram, yes. which I loved. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a bit about that? So basically, I had about like 150 comments and all of them were positive, which is amazing. I mean, 90% of the time, everyone's so positive and lovely. But I ended up checking out um, who had shared the post. And there was a girl there, a young girl, maybe in her 20s, who had shared it and had pretty much said that, you know, I was unhealthy and overweight simply because I had cellulite. Right. Yeah. That's crazy because yeah. we've learned that 90% of women actually have cellulite. Mm, so and also, common. does she not have it? Have you, has she never had cellulite before? Uh, I don't know. I don't know, but she's Did obviously Did you stalk her? Because like, I would have been like, <laughs> where are her bikini pics? I feel like that's a real, it must be a massive misconception that cellulite yes. equals unhealthy. I'm mm. a size six mm-hmm. and I have cellulite. Mm. I'm not an unhealthy and person. I love a bit of chocolate every now and then, but I'm not an unhealthy person. It's a... And I think I've had periods of my life where I'm super healthy and working out all the time and there is – my cellulite won't go away. And I've come to accept that it's always going to be there. Mm. I've like – when I'm healthy, I feel better, but mm. I feel that it's never going to go away. And based totally. on all the research that I've done, you actually can't get rid of it. Yeah. So it's not like you can just say that, you know, thin people don't have it. It's only for overweight people. Yeah. Or that it makes you unhealthy. Yeah, totally. If you have it. No. Uh, we read an interesting article um, from Refinery29 and they actually called out the fact that Vogue essentially made cellulite, you know, in the late wow. 60s. They kind of made it a women's issue oh. as opposed to just being a regular thing on our bodies. So medically it's subcutaneous fat and fibrous tissue beneath your skin, which is completely normal. And obviously as women we experience that more. Mm -hmm. I haven't really seen men 
With cellulite? I did I have read. Seen some men. Yeah, it, yeah, it's pretty, it's less common. It's very common in women, yeah. less common in men. Yeah. Why is that? I think it's because they have more muscle yeah. than fat. Yeah. It's our hormones as well. I think it's the issue. Yeah, and actually yeah. It's, there's, there's hormonal factors and genetic factors also. Yeah, that's but, really interesting. But if 90% of women have it, it's kind of not genetic, is it? It's like no. just <laughs> all women have it. Yeah, well, I remember when I first realised that, you know, the society saw it as a negative thing. I was in the supermarket with my mom. I think I was maybe like 10 or 11 and I developed quite early. So I had boobs when I was like nine years old. <laughs> Jealous. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we were waiting in line and I saw like all these magazines and pointing out cellulite and mm. I was like, oh, my God. I oh, those like NW. Yeah. yeah. The They're so bags. awful. Terrible, yeah. terrible. Yeah. And I just thought, oh, my God, like I've got that. Does that mean I'm disgusting? And it kind of like went from there and I just spiralled into this like self-hate thing. Been there. So yeah. you've struggled with body image before yeah. and yeah. you're now, I mean, you're really positive about <laughs> your body and how did you get to that point? Because I think a lot of women are in, still in that space yes. where they're hating it and they see cellulite mm-hmm. and they don't like it. Mm-hmm. How do you get to the point that you're at now? At the risk of sounding totally cliche, like it is a journey. <laughs> <laughs> Um, It's taken a really long time. Uh, I went through like a really terrible period in my um, teens and early 20s where I had like um, issues with like disordered eating and body image issues. Um, But it wasn't until I kind of became a plus size model and I saw that people were like celebrating me for who I am and the body that I have that I realized, hey, it's okay to look like this. It's okay that I'm not a size six. You know, I'm a size 12 to 14. I've got stretch marks. I've got cellulite. It's all good. It doesn't mean I'm unhealthy or unfit. I see yeah. your Instagram. You're at F45 all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm you smash that. Yeah. <laughs> um, something that I saw, you did a interview with Studio 10 mm-hmm. over Fashion Week. Yeah. And I loved that you were introduced as a model because mm. I don't particularly, like, I don't want to introduce happens. you as a plus size. That never happens. Yeah, because yeah. I don't, you're not plus size to mm. me. You're a regular body mm. shape. I think it's because, like, a lot of people do introduce me as a plus size model because it's about educating people and, like, making them aware of like you know the industry and what I am because sometimes you know I'll be like I'm a model they'll be like "Mm, what are you model like you're not (laughs) oh my god that's that's so bad (laughs) yeah so it's just about you know like opening that dialogue and for me like I'm not ashamed of the term at all Um, I think it's a chance to really like have great discussions and educate people that you know there's different bodies out there and that everybody should be represented yeah so for me the journey was um I probably just hated my body all the way through my teens. And then I think I got to a stage, I think I got to a stage where I was like, I actually took a break off work and went traveling Mm -hmm. and I was like, I'm sick of it. Mm. I'm sick of what I say to myself. I'm Mm. sick of the way I talk to myself. I'm just going to stop now. And I actually stopped for like a good, like, yeah, the whole time I was traveling for five months, I just stopped saying that to myself. And it really changed my relationship with food mm. I think mm. and I actually just naturally lost weight not that that was the goal yeah. but it's because I stopped thinking about it and I stopped caring about it but then I always go I go up and down and I think the thing it's never I, like oh yeah. I'm now it's done I love my body for the rest totally. of my life <laughs> it's just doesn't it's it just doesn't so happen though and sometimes yeah. I have a problem with the body positivity movement because you know it's all about love your body mm. you're amazing yep. blah 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 but I just think like as humans and as women especially we're not going to love ourselves every hundred percent I couldn't agree more I think there's times where you feel really good about yourself but it's also really normal as well 
to have shit days and be totally. like, oh, I'm not feeling myself today totally. or I don't feel like being in a bikini on and this And I think that ba- – and back to the cellulite thing. Like for me, I I did I – write, I wrote an article about mm-hmm. cellulite for um, Adore Beauty and – I had tried a few th- different things to try to reduce the mm. appearance of it. I was Same. like, it's not going to go away. Yeah. I know that. But when the sort of dimpling gets, I know how I feel really unhealthy when I'm like mm-hmm. eating badly and not exercising. Yeah. And then I noticed it in my body. Yeah. And I was like, is it bad to want to like slightly like, you know, get in shape? I think it should just be about what makes you feel your yeah. most confident. It shouldn't yeah. be what anyone else classifies as their version of body positivity. Mm-hmm. If you feel positive about your body because you're going to F45 or you're using a micro needler, um, <laughs> you know, you should be able to feel good totally. whatever way. Yeah, yeah. It's just body positivity is different to everybody. A lot of people actually call me out because I do love exercise and I exercise all the time and I have to be like, guys, I'm not exercising to lose weight. I'm yeah. exercising because to I To feel, feel good. Amazing. To be fit. Yes. Yeah. And, and fitness so isn't better. necessarily going to make you a size six no but it's just making you healthy you know yeah. you've got muscle you you know you you're a healthy person yeah, do you know what we... do you know what i find really interesting ashley graham she can't win no yeah. oh, she's no. like no. she loses a bit of weight yeah. and then it's like oh my god yeah. and then yeah. it's like she can't you just can't i win. love ashley yeah. graham i love her. her i, I just met like... her when she was here <gasps> get out what was she like she's like a unicorn oh, oh. <laughs> Seriously. I'm so jealous. So hot and like yeah. her skin is amazing. She just like emits this glow. She's she, just stunning. Yeah. Like I'm obsessed with her. Yeah. And the whole pregnancy thing, I'm like, yes. I know. Get it. She's nailing it. Yeah. yeah. What I found really hard as a mm-hmm. teenager, and I think if there's any like young girls listening, was when I was like 14 and 15. Mm. I was literally the only girl of my friends on the beach with cellulite. Same. And same. I actually used to look at my mum who has cellulite yeah. and I'd be like, it's your fault that I have cellulite. <laughs> it's all mom. your fault. <laughs> um, because I was like, why Why is it just me? Yeah. Um, I think we need to change the education around it. I mean, I don't know if that's like in high school, some sort of health and body image education class or something like that. But um, because as you said, like I grew up and I, I thought something was wrong with me, mm. but nobody told me otherwise. And it's because like in the media, I saw, you know, Brittany and Christina and they had yes. these perfect smooth yeah. legs. And I thought, wow, I'm unhealthy, unfit, gross. But also disgusting. Photoshop. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, as I think as a young girl, you don't automatically think Photoshop no. and especially yeah, back then. For like, sure. Yeah. Um, An interesting quote in this article that um, we spoke about before was body fat had once been a sign of prosperity and Mm. of energy storage in the Mm. body, but from this point on it was considered a useless parasitic load, which I find really interesting because that is so true. Mm. Like, yeah, body fat was once considered, Mm. you know, you were like rich or something if you were bigger. What happened? I know. (laughs) Sometimes I find it really weird, like the cultural norms we've created. Yes. The fact that this happened. The fact that you look in the mirror and it's like, like it's normal to have dimpled thighs and bum Mm. where you carry more fat. Why is that so disgusting to some people? Oh, like, yeah. I, like why? Like, what? What is it about that? It's just a normal part of your body. There's I, lots of things I I think about this stuff sometimes. You're saying, I'm like going I get to really sleep. deep, and yeah. I'm like, when I'm like, bed, why? Yeah. Why is this? Or like in the like shower, and yeah. I'm like, when did we come up with that being a bad thing? <laughs> wow, you're so wise. Yeah, I know. I have a lot of thoughts in the shower, um, but I don't know when this happened. Can someone tell us? Yeah. <laughs> 
when, when was the changeover? <laughs> when, did the, when did it all I change? I feel like it must have been this Vogue article in the late 60s. I reckon up until I then, we definitely distinctly remember as a teenager, though, it was magazines because yes. they would show pictures of yeah. celebrities on the beach, like just like shaming them the for their cellulite. Like, yes. yes. And oh it's, gosh. and that, and so I then developed like, in my head, oh, cellulite equals bad. Yeah. And it probably took, I think, probably 10 years for me to be like, I actually don't give a shit about mm. my cellulite. Yeah. But at the same time, so I, I even if I lose weight, cellulite stays there. But mm. and it'll so I'm just like, I've accepted the cellulite. Yeah. But when I do gain weight, you would know this. Mm. I don't feel my best. She goes on about <laughs> it. But it's hard to. It's hard to like you then, yeah. And so it is like I do struggle. Like I am so far from perfect in that respect. But that's Mm. what we said about like body positivity is Mm. your own perception. Like if you feel like shit when you're in that state Mm. and you feel better when you're back at F45 or you're eating healthy food, then that's your version. Yeah. You're always beautiful, Hannah. Oh, she says that. And I'm like, because I do, I mean, I joke about it, but I complain about it. I complain when my clothes stop fitting me. Yeah. Because then I'm like, I have to buy a whole new wardrobe. Yeah. yeah. I think you came in, you're like, my jeans don't fit me. Oh. Um, I did want to ask, mm-hmm. did your, like, you've obviously gone through a traumatic time recently mm-hmm. and a yeah. breakup. Yeah. Did that whole situation, the nastiness of that situation, yeah. did that affect your confidence and the way that you felt about yourself? Definitely. I mean, yeah. I think it's normal for when something like that to happen that you automatically like question and think, yeah. like, is it something to do with me? Is it my body? Is it my personality? Blah, blah, blah. Um, but I think I've just tried to come back to, no, nah, it's it's there problems and you know I can only do the best that I can and be the best version of myself and that's all that matters yeah I'm really I'm glad that that's the outcome (laughs) sounds like dodged a bullet yeah (laughs) we've got to hear more about this when we stop recording (laughs) well Um, you can go and listen to Jess talk about that on the love podcast love etc love etc So this kind of went a little bit off topic. We started off talking about cellulite and then we got pretty deep, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Ooh. Thank you so much for joining us, Jess. Thank you for Thanks, having Jess. me. The meme has come true. <laughs> <Yes>. I'm here. <laughs> yes. Hanging out with us. <laughs> we need to recreate that for you. Yeah. So welcome to our next guest. I'd like to introduce everybody to Ross. He is the founder of Biology Skincare. Is it Biology Skincare or would you classify it that way considering there's only a couple of key products in the range? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it is a skincare brand, but yeah. it's it's it, it's all serums because yes. the only thing that we deliver is single um, extract serums. So I, I guess it is skincare, but it's only serum products. Can you tell us a little bit about why you started biology? Because this actually, this interview came about because Kate was in here recording her episode and she told us that she'd used the biology serum on her daughter who has eczema and it disappeared. And we were like, okay, yeah. we need to get this guy in. <laughs> After working in that industry for many, many, many years, being a, a cosmetic chemist, I decided that what I wanted to do was to find the best way of actually helping the consumer. And I started working on a company, a company I developed a company called Plant Extracts um, that has a revolutionary extraction technology um, that's able to pull across the true phytonutrients of plants. And that's what you find in the biology skincare. 
Um, so there's, there's a number of revolutions in that because um, for the first time ever, uh, if let's pick on vitamin C, you're actually delivering true plant vitamin C. Uh, it's the only brand in the world that actually does that because everyone else puts a synthetic ascorbic acid in their product. Um, and for people that, I guess, vitamin C, what does what kind of results would they see from using a vitamin C like? Uh, the, the BK serum is the vitamin C. Yeah, like the most important thing that vitamin C does is it helps the collagen and elastin in your skin um, rejuvenate and makes it more supple. That's a really important part, especially if you wanted to reduce your wrinkles or um, just have more supple skin. Um, and so it helps the linkages between the cells. Now, the the thing is that you know, you see a lot of these collagen products on the market that say that, you know, you know, you, you eat this collagen, it's going to help your collagen. Well, it's like saying, like, if I want strong fingernails, I'm just going to eat fingernails. <laughs> uh, yeah. And there's no such thing as collagen in powder. It's uh-huh. amino acids. Now, amino acids are good for you, but, you know, let's get it right, guys. It's not collagen. It's mm-hmm. the building blocks of collagen, which is amino acids. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, so you, you want to deliver the vitamin C, and then we're not talking ascorbic acid here, we're talking true, pure plant vitamin C, and that helps go straight into the skin to help the linkages. Now, if you eat vitamin C, what's, what it's going to do, it's not going to ever help your skin because it's going to actually be used up by your gut and your inner, inner workings of your body because collagen and elastin is not only in your skin – it's in nearly every single part of your body. Mm-hmm. So by the time it gets into every single part of the body, it's going to be wasted. It's going to be used up. Mm-hmm. So the only way to really get true effective, you know, supple skin is to actually directly apply the BK serum. And I wondered about the, can you tell us a bit about the BF serum, which is the body We've seen some pretty version. amazing before and afters. Yes. And the reviews are in for the whole brand, the reviews honestly blew my mind. I couldn't believe that you had so many amazing reviews on this product and it made me want to try it. And I'm and she usually a skeptic. Yeah. <laughs> um, so can you tell us why, like, how do you have so many amazing reviews? Oh, we pay a lot. No. <laughs> <laughs> what is it about these products? Uh, um. It's simple because you were just delivering pure plant nutrients. It's that simple. It's like when you have a salad uh, from fresh raw ingredients, it makes you feel better. Mm-hmm. It's exactly the same thing. It, there's nothing- it's true. Plant-based. So I've, it's done, I've done a plant-based <laughs> diet. You feel amazing. Your energy levels, like you're just fueling your body with good stuff. Yeah. Is that kind of the same thing? Yeah, it's exactly the same. I mean, look, um, yeah, I might be a bit of a science geek. and um, but Oh, we can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> I know that you don't recommend using any other products with the biology serums except for the new rosehip oil. So why is that? And, and what would you say to someone like me that loves to layer different things and loves to use different forms of skincare and I actually like doing that. If I wanted to add the biology serum into my routine, how would I do that? Or would you say you can't, you've just got to drop everything else? The biology products uh, remove the requirement to use other serums, obviously, any moisturizers. Um, You don't need anything else for your skin. Now, you've got to understand that your skin is like, um, it's a living organ. organ. It's the largest organ actually in your body. Um, So it only needs nutrients, full stop. 
um, you need to feed the cellular structure to make it as best as it can. And mm-hmm. it's like if, eat feeding yourself. Like if you eat McDonald's for a whole month, um, can you imagine yeah. what you'd be like? Um, sorry, takeaway food, I should say. <laughs> um, and if you did that with raw plant materials, you'd be feeling a hell of a lot better. Same thing with skincare. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned before that um, our founders, Kate and James, had come up to your farm at Byron Bay and that's where you develop some of the ingredients or grow some of the ingredients. So do you do everything out of that farm at Byron Bay? Okay, well, no, it's not our farm. <laughs> <laughs> that farm. Yeah. The farm. No, that's fine. Like, um, I'm really good friends with um, Cheryl. Um, Cheryl's farm. Cheryl. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Cheryl. Yeah. Shout out to Cheryl. Yeah, shout out to Cheryl. <laughs> one, the one thing that the, uh, we work with a number of um, suppliers of raw, or Australian plant materials, and it's and we're very, very um, uh, transparent in regards to that. Like, so for example, the finger lime and the, the uh, Davidson plum come from Cheryl's farm and farms around Cheryl uh, that we use Cheryl to to get our raw materials from. So, yeah, most of our finger lime and mm-hmm. Davidson plum come from the Byron area. Yep. Um, and the Kakadu plum comes from the northern part of Australia through mm-hmm. Indigenous communities. Um, and I love being able to work with Cheryl and the Indigenous communities and any anybody else that we deal with. And we want to make sure that when we do that, we're actually buying the fruit or the whatever we do at a fair marketable price that puts money back into their communities because I think it's key that, you know, if we're going to create a brand that's going to be very popular and we're going to need more and more raw materials that we can actually, you know, make their lives better as well Yeah, because without them we don't have a product. Yeah, and I love that you know where your ingredients come from as well. That's a really refreshing thing to know. I have another question. So we get a lot of questions from people with sensitive skin about the fact that they can't use actives. So is biology, I mean, it's 100% active, single ingredient, organic, pure plant serum. That was that sort of the tagline. Yep. Um, so it is 100% active. Correct. And people with sensitive skin can use it. Yes. That's amazing. People will be happy to hear that. <laughs> well, there you uh, go. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. <laughs> well, I'm sorry that you're going to have to maybe reduce your regime from seven or eight products down to one or two. <laughs> I might uh, be saving me some money. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Ross. We've learned a lot. Thank Thanks. you so much for having me. I really appreciate the time. So product I didn't know I needed. We've actually both chosen the same product today, which is a first. It's because we were fighting over we it. We were fighting she was like, over I it. I want to do the It Cosmetics CC cream. And I was like, no, I want to. Are you wearing it today? Uh, yes, I am. Oh, so the video that we will put up mm-hmm. for the episode, you'll see how glowy it is. Yes. I'm wearing the illuminating one. So It Cosmetics has, the CC cream has just launched at Adore Beauty. It's usually out of stock everywhere. (laughs) Everywhere. Like it's impossible to get, but we have it. So, and tell us a bit about the CC cream. I don't. What does C? Someone asked me the other day. What does CC stand for? Color correcting. Yeah, I knew that, but (laughs) I thought some people listening might not know. Don't act all relatable. You know shit, Hannah. I do know shit now. Um. Yeah. It just. It's. Probably more of a foundation, I would it's say, than a CC more, cream yeah. because I've used like BB and CC creams and they're much lighter coverage. Mm-hmm. I'd say it's more of a foundation, like a medium coverage foundation. 
The thing I love about it is that it's SPF 50, which yes. is really important in Australia. And I'm not saying that you don't need to also use a sunscreen because you do, because the amount of product you're applying, you only need a tiny amount. Mm-hmm. I use one pump. One pump. Like you, you use nothing. You do not need much at a all. And actually, a I usually do quite a few pumps of my normal foundation. Yes. So what I did when I first started using the CC cream was I pumped like three pumps yeah. on my hand and started putting it on my face. And I, I, I think I did it in some, in front of someone and they're like, what have you done to your face? <laughs> I looked like a clown. Yeah. Like it was my, you only need one pump. Luckily, I think Micah said to me, you only need a tiny bit. Yeah. So I started with one pump a little and that's a long all way. I needed. And I was actually really surprised uh, because is, I usually use two or three. It is the glow. So I have been getting comments every day. Mm-hmm. What are you wearing? Yeah. What are you wearing? I it, said it to you the other day. Yeah, it's desk. really glowy. Yep. It's super hydrating. Mm-hmm. That's what I love about it. It looks like really light coverage. So yes. it makes you look like you're not wearing much coverage, but you are. Um, Yeah. So the thing I love about it is the SPF 50, but also the glow factor is really You've got the illuminating version. What's that like? Um, I haven't tried the original yet. Um, As we record this podcast, I'm waiting for my shade to come. Um, But the illuminating one is just a little bit more, um, it's kind of like you can see when you put it on your hand, it's just got a little bit of shimmer through it. Mm -hmm. Whereas the um, original doesn't, I believe. The original's it doesn't have shimmer, but it is very dewy yes. finish. It's- yeah, I liken it to the YSL Tushita yeah. All-in-One Glow, except more coverage, like slightly more. Yeah, so I've got it here. It's the Color Correcting Full Coverage Cream Plus Hydrating and Anti-Aging Concealer. So you can mm-hmm. also use it as a concealer. It's also an SPF 50 physical sunscreen. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I didn't read that part. It's been created by um, plastic, plastic surgeons, surgeons and, and dermatologists, dermatologists, which is really interesting. So it says here, can be used as your illuminating foundation, anti-aging concealer, moisturizer and sunscreen. It is like all in one. However, you do have to use sunscreen. I do use sunscreen art under it because you only use one pump which yeah. isn't enough it's not enough SPF um, coverage SPF. it's better than nothing but yeah. like yeah you should be wearing still your sunscreen underneath um but I'm not surprised that it has so many amazing reviews and people just lose their shit lose over their it because it is it. really a beautiful product so if you haven't tried the cosmetic cc cream it's got the tick approval from um both of us. approval from Hannah and I so and it's really true so the, so on the packet it says your skin so the product is called your skin but better it is so true yeah. it's your skin but better that is true so if you don't believe us the kind of reviews you'll see about this product are about the coverage that it's really natural it covers like discoloration like pigmentation and redness actually we saw a video maybe we'll have a look and share that on our stories of the founder who has all that redness yeah well, you, you haven't seen that video yet no i just saw it on their uh, site yeah yeah um and also that it's great for all ages as well. Mm. Lots of people leaving these reviews like 55, 63. Like it's one of those formulas that isn't going to settle into fine lines and things like that because it is a really hydrating formula. So literally it's for anyone. So what shade are you, Hannah? I am neutral medium. Okay. So that one is for medium skin with a neutral undertone. I haven't, maybe I should try that one because I used medium Mm -hmm. and that has a yellow undertone and I'm probably more neutral. Mm -hmm. I'd sway between um, pink and I don't think you could use medium. I think you you would be using light. Well, I was using medium the other day when I wore it. Uh, With fake tan on? Uh, A little bit. That's pretty dark. Like that's my, that's for me. Although I've got no fake tan on. Yeah. That's me with no fake tan. So maybe that's me with tan. Yeah. Because I tend to get like a darker foundation because I like to match it to my tan because it's the only time I wear makeup. Exactly. 
Um, so there is quite a few shades. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six. We don't know how many shades <laughs> we're going to have. Twelve. Twelve. Well, okay. I assume we'll have the whole range. If we don't, we'll get it. Yeah, I hope you really enjoyed um, Joanna counting on the <laughs> podcast. That's new. Wow, we're getting to a point now where I'm we're not very good at maths. one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> we're there, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, we're there. So, Joanna, I saw this meme last night and I was going to send it to you and I forgot to, so I'm just going to read it out to you now. I want a girl who's genuine but also a degenerate. Like, when necessary, she'll speak with heartfelt sincerity, but the rest of the time she's a funny, vulgar, sarcastic asshole. Is that me? <laughs> That's us on the podcast. <laughs> I thought you were saying that's me. That's us it on the is. podcast. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends. It helps other people to discover us. And also, we really want to know what you thought about this podcast. So if you can leave us a review, that would be much appreciated. Thanks.